I can't wait for you to hear the episode that I recorded with Maya. She has become a virtual friend of mine. We met through Instagram and she is just a wealth of information. She's so passionate about what she teaches. We talked about healthy living and picky eaters, our culture and how food is portrayed to us in our culture and what that does to us as moms and so much more. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast. Episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. Hi, Maya. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining on the show today. I'm so excited to have you as my first guest ever. (laughs) Oh, sweet. I did not realize I was your first. Not in that way, but I'm excited to be here as well. That's exciting. Yay. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. So um, I just wanted you to briefly share a little bit of your story um, in how you became a health coach and just share a little bit more about you. Sure. So I actually was teaching special education when I was in my sixth year of teaching when my mom got diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And she let me know, she let my dad know we were, my brother and I are out of the house at this point, right? So this was a phone call and she said she didn't want to do anything. She was tired of her broken body and she knew where she was going. My grandma had passed her mom. She was ready to go just be with the Lord and her. And so I actually was at peace with her not doing the chemo route because she said she didn't want to do that for sure. And she was just ready to go. But I believe it was, it was at that moment in the car on the phone when I just got this idea out of nowhere. Right. But I know it was the Lord. It was just a divine idea because the way I was living, I was not thinking this way. And so I was like, well, what about natural stuff? (laughs) You have to know, real quick background, I hated water. I would barely drink eight ounces in a day. I was highly addicted to fast food without realizing it at the time. Had the normal like crashes every day at one and four o'clock. I had a preschooler at the time. Just kind of thought how I felt was me. Um, And so when I I said that out loud, I was like, that will not come from me. And she was like, I don't know, maybe. And so it didn't stop me though from going home and immediately getting online. And I just typed in natural, I think natural remedies for cancer. That's what I typed in because I didn't know what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And there my pivot began. I really believe the pivot began with that idea. And then I, did, I had to decide to do something with that and take it 
into my own hands and it really became a huge blessing for my own health and now my family's health. Mm-hmm. So I taught for one more year. My mom did end up passing and then I had our second baby girl and it was night and day, I will tell you, because I started taking care of myself between my first and my second and it has just continued to compound and now I am a health coach and I help support moms um, through making habit changes in simple ways that we don't have to overcomplicate things like our society likes to do. It, health really is simple and it's about getting back to the basics. So I love to help moms. And through that, one of the cool things is that I feel like I still get to help kids because I'm helping their mother. And so I'm supporting her in a different way. So I feel like I can still have that impact on kids, even though I'm not teaching anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, it's in a different way. So I've been, I've been very blessed by my bittersweet blessing as I call it. So that's kind of the, that's a nutshell version of it. <laughs> yeah. So hard. I can, I can't even imagine having to go through that, but like you said, it, it is bittersweet and it's like changing your your mindset and your perspective on what many would view as a massive tragedy, you've mm-hmm. been able to to bless your family with it and now in turn bless others. So I'm very encouraged mm-hmm. by that. And from the moment that we met on virtually on Instagram, I just feel <laughs> I just it's funny. I've I immediately just felt so happy to see someone else that had such a passion for health. I've always considered myself to be a health nut and but it is a journey it's like you start small and then mm-hmm. once you go down that rabbit hole it's like you can't really get out so I can't not talk yeah. about these things <laughs> so um yeah so I wanted I I was trying to decide which topic would be really helpful for for moms and in particular homeschool moms that are busy and overwhelmed and that might um, work from home and what, how do they implement healthy eating with their children at home? And what do they believe about food? I know this is something that you talk a lot about in your program. And I just wanted you to, to talk more about that. Okay. Yeah. So what I have discovered, because at this point I'm about five years into my own transformation journey and I have just, because I was there once too, I, so I understand it, but then I see it now in those moms around me and on the internet that I get connected to how, how much our environment has influenced how we do things. And it, a lot of it is subconscious. And so We see things that happen, we get input in a variety of ways, and so it starts to form these little stories and beliefs that we start to adopt and take on and start to kind of act upon because uh, it just seems to be, quote-unquote, the norm. Mm -hmm. And so we, by, I think, um, unfortunately, by default, have then adopted this belief that health is in certain boxes. It's not an ongoing thing. It's not a lifestyle. It's not lifelong. It's I'm going to do this 30 day thing. It's I'm going to do this three day cleanse. It's I'm going to do this type of diet. 
And instead of just looking at health as a step-by-step basis, like the end goal is that I live a healthy life. And when I die, I am, I did what I could to live as long as I could. We don't have that type of mentality anymore. Instead, it's just like, what can I do quickly? And so for moms, it's very overwhelming because we feel that if we can't give it what we want, then we're not going to be successful at it. And that's very defeating. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to kids, if they resist, let's say for food, that gets super defeating and exhausting because there's resistance there. And moms are so dang tired and overworked and overwhelmed. We have so much stuff on our plate and now with kids coming home. And so I now have that experience where I, I chose to homeschool my oldest. And so it has really been about first shifting well, you've got to become aware of what you believe around certain things and why you're choosing the same behaviors and habits that you choose, mm-hmm. why, why you do that, and then being open to changing that. And yes. so once you start to change it, that's where the pivots happen. That's where the trajectory starts to slightly get redirected to something that's more beneficial and serves that not only that mom, but that family. Cause we can't do everything by ourselves. Moms try to, and we like to, because we're servant oriented. I believe, I think that's how human nature is. We really do want to help others, which is why it's always hard to look inward first. But so put motherhood on top of that. Oh my gosh. Kids are so, they just need their moms so much that we often think that that's our role. Now we're mom. When that's, that's not who we are. That's just a portion of what we do. Yeah. And so it's really about, it it starts in the mind (laughs) as silly and cliche as that sounds. It really does. And it's because of all these factors that are just playing into it. And then you can start to take the action to change that trajectory because it really is simple. It is so simple. I mean, God didn't complicate things for us in the beginning. It was, it was perfect. Right. But then what happened? Humans screwed it up. (laughs) As always. So then we've had to try and figure it out ever since, but really we were given just peace and simplicity and harmony. And so it's not like we're going to achieve this perfection, but there is a more simple way to do things and to, to be healthy, for example, or healthier. Cause I don't like to say like, Oh, I'm healthy because there's always something different you can choose that helps you be healthier. And so I like saying healthier because then it, it makes it more of a lifestyle. It's not like this end goal. Mm-hmm. I know, I know for myself in the past, I've given up so much because I became the healthy one. And then I was, you know, made fun of by most of my older children, Mm -hmm. just, oh, that's Mm -hmm. mom, you know, she's, she's eating kale again, you know, and they even have videos that they've made called kale life. And, you know, they, Mm -hmm. I, I think that pushing them too much instead of just modeling has not, it's been to their downfall, you know, it's, it hasn't been good for, for me to push it on them. So I like your approach and um, the things that you teach. It's so much more manageable. It, where you change, 
you change the way you are and then that modeling will change everything. They see Mm -hmm. everything that you do. They see the way you eat and they may not like it all the time, but um, eventually Mm -hmm. I think they start to change, you know, but it's a, it's a long game, (laughs) healthy eating. Mm -hmm. No, it is. And that's where we got to shift the perspective first, because then we would get defeated and feel like we want to give up because it's just like taking too long when really, why are we putting a timeline on things when we can reshape tastes, but it's probably going to take a lot of different exposures and preparing the food in a lot of different ways before that shape gets retained, that taste gets reshaped to where we can make it and then the child just eats it. And so there's a lot of factors that I think as a culture, we've just come to ignore and no longer consider because we are such in a microwave society where we want something quick and our attention span is so short now. What is it? Just like barely the length of a goldfish, I think. And that's like mere seconds. Yes. (laughs) And so it's hard because motherhood isn't quick, right? We have our children for 18 years, maybe longer if they live in the house after that, but then they're always our child. They're not Mm -hmm. just because they don't live with us doesn't mean we still don't have influence on them. And so, yeah, the perspective, the modeling, and then implementing of systems and letting your children see that it doesn't have to be a binge weekend of cleaning. It doesn't have to be today we're eating nothing but this, this, and this, and it's all, it's, this is our health day. That's not how it should be approached because then there is going to be this unhealthy mentality of, oh yeah, it's Thursday. So that means I got to eat this and this, and there's no fun in it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so true. And I think, I think we, we, as moms, we, we don't place as much of an importance on healthy foods just because it's, it's just in the day to day and we just get tired of it. It's a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be thought of as a lot of work, you know, and if you change little bits at a time. Amen. <laughs> and and honestly, we do live in a society here in the United States. We live in a fast paced culture that thrives off of things that are processed and packaged and bagged and just loaded with chemicals and additives. And so we have not been like our guts, our bodies are not craving real food anymore. And so there are these external factors that if we give ourselves some grace and recognize, okay, this isn't just because I don't have the willpower, like my environment has to change too. And I have to become aware of places that uh, we go or the things that I buy because I, the, the acknowledgement that that stuff isn't, it's not nourishing or fueling health. It's actually getting us more disconnected from what is real food. And then just taking those little steps to slowly reduce, but put something in. So it's not just, I can't have this. It's like, oh, we're going to be trying this now, or we're going to start having this now. And so there's always something added in too. Um, So that really helps to reshape taste too. But the perspective makes it so much easier to adopt because it's not like, oh, I can't have this or this or this. Yeah, the the deprivation mindset is is all around us with everything. So it's like like all or nothing. Yeah, and And that's so hard. 
I mean, Which, how can you find joy in that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it's, it's true. And I learned about traffic light eating from you. And I just wanted you to share a little bit about that. How would you help a mom that has a picky eater to make some changes in their home? Well, so this is the teacher too that comes in with me is I had to differentiate instruction with every child. I didn't like just blanket statement. This is what we're going to do. And this is how it's going to go. No matter what these kids abilities are, just because that is not, it's not going to create any type of success for the child. And so when it comes to your kids, and if you have a picky kiddo, it's the same type of approach. You've got to differentiate and find out what they really enjoy. You know the things they don't. And so maybe it's, hey, we're going to start making smoothies and throwing that thing into the smoothie doesn't mean you have to tell them, right? I don't really mm-hmm. necessarily <laughs> am promoting like be deceptive and just lie about it. But if you don't say anything, <laughs> yeah. then it's just, hey, I want you to have this smoothie. And maybe you make it mostly for you and give them maybe two, four ounces worth. And you're not going to taste it because smoothies are so full of other stuff that they're not even realizing their body is immediately starting to get exposure to that. And then you can increase it over time or try something to where you compromise. Like let's say the kid loves white bread, but you want them to eat wheat. So maybe make a sandwich with one of the slices with white bread and one of the slices with wheat and talk about this traffic light system that Jackie brought up is is how to approach food and look at food in three different categories, kind of like a traffic light, right? We have red, yellow, and green, and they mean something to the car. So you've got to stop, slow down, or go. That's how we look at our food. And so the kids really understand how to then look at what they're eating and say like, oh, this is a green light food. I get to, I get to have more of this, whereas this is a red light. All right, you can't have that because that's like a every once in a while type of food. And Mm -hmm. so it's a really cool system because it does help the kid actually be able to um, visually keep themselves accountable as well as the parents, because it's, I mean, I say it's for kids who are like three to 12, but really adults could benefit from this right now (laughs) as well, (laughs) because it really starts to get your eye like, oh, this is like all yellow and red light stuff on my plate. (laughs) Um, And my kids loved when I started talking about food in terms of traffic light. They really enjoyed, you know, going to the grocery store and, oh, let's buy some more green light. So they'd go to the vegetable section and, oh, they would say to each other, oh, don't, don't eat ice cream. You already had a red light today. You know, you had a red light food today. (laughs) So I don't know. They just, I I think, I think the tangible, you know, just putting the visual in front of them really helped. And I think that with any of us, we need a lot of visuals in our life to, to make changes. You know, I have it on the refrigerator now, um, a little stoplight. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely helps. Yeah, it's really the language. And I think that's another thing that we've kind of lost as far as how we talk about stuff, because we think about it in a certain way, and that's how we talk about it. And so really, we've got to restructure the perspective. And then from that flows the language, because how we talk about things really impacts how we feel about things and then how we behave. And so 
you guys being all on the same page and being able to say something so simple, if it's one of the three colors, is is really cool because you're taking the kids are taking ownership and responsibility, but then they're helping you <laughs> take ownership mm-hmm. and responsibility. Yeah, it's it's so true. It's it's like a, a family effort, team effort. Yeah. So, so before we we end, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your program that you have. And, um, and I know you said you had a download for them too, and I'll, I'll add all the links to the show notes of whatever you're sharing right now. Yes. Perfect. So what I have is a, it's a one page PDF and I actually went into the target grocery section and there's a lot of popular like kid products and also just that family households buy. And I, looked at every single of the ingredients and wrote it down in a PDF so that, because I want, I want to be able to empower moms, right? Not overwhelm. So I focused on, I believe it was five ingredients. I wrote down the health concerns for it and what it has contributed to, and then the brands that they're found in. And so that's just a one page PDF that I, I would love um, to pass along. So And the program, I, like I said, I've been on this journey for five years and I just, I have so badly wanted to help moms on a grander scale. So I created this eight week program that is a condensed version of my eight years, but we highlight four specific habits. So two weeks on each habit and there's um, homework each week where you get a chance to implement it with you and your husband, you and your significant other, you and your kids, because it's not just about mom getting healthy. Kind of like you mentioned, Jackie, it's like, well, that's mom's thing. Well, that's mom's food. Mm-hmm. That's not how it should be when it comes to health. Health is for everybody. And this is our, our greatest commodity, right? Is our greatest gift is our temple that we've been given. And we have a responsibility to tend to it. And so, um, yes, yeah, I, this eight week program focuses on things like connection and the language around food and then the routines and creativity, because a lot of this, when we become mothers is about being creative and thinking outside the box. And especially when it comes to food, (laughs) (laughs) because like I said, our, our society has gotten used to eating a certain way. So then when you try and change that, it's, it's resistant. Like the people, individuals are resistant, whether that be you as the adult or, and, or the kids. And so (laughs) it's an eight week program that, um, gives some tools and systems and, um, some community to be able to just come together and empower one another and encourage each other and learn how you can start building that foundation. I don't believe in the magic pill. I don't believe in a 21 day fix. So this program isn't that if somebody's looking for some magical thing, it is literally giving you tools for your toolbox to lay that solid foundation so that you, after the program can continue to build upon that as the years go by with your kids. So, so helpful. Thank you so much for for sharing. And I, I enjoyed our conversation. And I know that this is a topic that is not just something that you could bring up one time. It is like a lifelong topic. Happy Mm -hmm. to have you on the show today. I appreciate it. And I love that you're doing this because yes, I think sharing health is sharing hope. As long as you have breath in your body, there is hope, right? 
Yes. Amen. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you for having me. Thank you. To learn more about me and the resources I've created to help you in your motherhood, head to whole9family.com. See you next time.